And at that point is when I wished I was a Baptist preacher so that I could preach for like an hour or two, you know, just keep diving into this. Uh, But covenant, lamb, sacrifice, the cross, just a few of the words that come up all the time in our prayers and in our liturgies and have such rich biblical history and imagery. On Holy Thursday, we will celebrate the Last Supper, which is what the Mass is modeled off of and is what Jesus did on the night of the Passover. So the words Passover and Paschal show up all the time in Mass and in our prayers and especially in Holy Week. So what the heck do they mean? (laughs) What do we mean when we're talking about the Passover? And this is when I wish we had a a really cool lighting system in here. I'd turn it into a game show. We'd shut down all the lights. There'd be some really cool up lights. Some awesome music would play from over here. And then a spotlight would search the crowd. And it would come to rest on one of you. And when it did, I'd say, So, fellow Catholic, what is the Passover? And what might you say? Well, you might take the microphone from the beautiful assistant and start off by saying, well, clearly, Father, the word Paschal and Passover are actually the same word. Paschal is just from the Hebrew or Aramaic roots of the word Passover. So, Father, just so you know, Paschal and Passover are, are the same word, as everyone knows. I would be very impressed that you knew that. And then he'd say, but, Father, the, the story of the Passover is even more interesting. Oh, really? Yes, let me tell you. So when the Jewish people were in Egypt and Pharaoh wouldn't let them go to worship God, ten plagues came upon Egypt, Father, each one worse than the last. And finally, the tenth plague the death of all the firstborn in the land, as everyone knows, Father. So, to be saved from the plague, the Israelites had to take a lamb without blemish, sacrifice it, and eat it in a ritual meal. So for that, think Jesus, the Lamb of God, without blemish, sinless, who's sacrificed on a cross, and that we eat in a ritual meal. And Father, the Passover ritual involved taking the blood of the lamb and wiping it on your doorposts so that the angel of death would see that blood and pass over those houses marked with the blood of the lamb. Just as by receiving Jesus in the Eucharist, we are being offered eternal life. And eternal death passes over us when we're washed in the blood of the Lamb. And at that point, I would say, wow, you really know your stuff and you are really engaged in the Mass. 
And then one of our beautiful ladies would walk down the aisle to take the microphone back from you. And you'd say, oh, I'm not done yet, Father. So as you mentioned in your homily two weeks ago, when John the Baptist sees Jesus and says, behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, Father, that's when I think about the Passover lamb that's sacrificed at the Mass and in the sacrifice of the Passover. And then, Father, then you say, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Father, that supper is meant to be the Passover supper of the sacrifice of the Lamb. At that point, I'd say, I am extremely impressed. Thank you for that. Got one more question for the crowd. Beautiful assistant would come and again take the microphone from you. But then he'd say, oh, Father, I bet I know what your question is going to be. I bet your question is going to be something like, well, that shows nicely how the Eucharist is connected to the Passover feast in the Old Testament, but do you think it's possible in any way that the Eucharist and the Passover lamb reach forward at all in our scripture? And to that, Father, I would say, quite so, my fellow, quite so. When's the last time you read the book of Revelation, Father David? You know, in the book of Revelation, which oddly enough are where a lot of our mass responses come from, it's an image not only of heaven and of the end of time, but it's also primarily an image of the wedding feast of the Lamb. The Lamb of God, who was sacrificed and who yet lives. And that eternal life, Father, is wrapped up in the wedding feast of the Lamb, which is the exact same feast we celebrate at every Mass in this Eucharistic banquet. It's the Lamb once slain who lives forever, who now gives eternal life to us. In that lamb, death passes over us. So, Father, that's, you know, just a, a simple and quick answer to your little question about uh, Passover and Paschal. Um, th- thank you very much. And then it would be time for a commercial break, so I'd have to cut you off. But I invite you to keep in mind the, the prayers we say at Mass are, are so powerful and they, they reach, reach back and they, they unearth so much history and so much of our Judeo-Christian tradition and it, there's, there's just so much in these words that, you know, you might hear Passover, you might hear Paschal, and you might just pass over those words. <laughs> but I'd invite you, don't, don't pass over those words, those are calling to mind this rich tradition from the past and all the way into the future of Jesus, the Lamb of God, the Passover sacrifice that our Mass is built off of, the Passover that Jesus celebrated with his disciples on that Holy Thursday, which we re-celebrate each day and which plugs us into the actual worship of heaven.
Keep that in mind next time you hear the words Passover or Paschal.